Street Book Club. Evan Jefferson, brother, much love. Educating, elevating, because and knowledge is the power and we'll never give it up. <laughs> Little children's for the masses. Wanna put your money down now, how to wash your assets. Yeah, uplifting others is a passion. My brother Evan, he will turn it into action. New Black Wall Street Book Club. You should come read from us. Yeah, we comprehend and discuss. We all just come together, there's no limit for us. <laughs> Here comes your host, New Black Wall Street. Evan, take it away. New Black Wall Street Book Club. All right, my beautiful people, man. Thanks so much for joining us here tonight on the New Black Wall Street Book Club, where black folk do read. We put in the book. We absolutely will find it. I'm your host, ERGJ, certified financial educator, CEO, ERGJ Enterprise, ERGJ Black Bazaar, and international best-selling author of the book, The Black Billionaires Club. A study of black wealth, a study of the 12 richest black people in the world today and how they built their wealth. And I just believe that if you want to be wealthy, that's a big if, by the way. I want to talk to the kids today at a high school. It's a big if. It's a big if. But if you do, I suggest that you study wealthy people. Don't listen to poor dad. Listen to rich dad. Well, you can pick that book up at www.theblackbeardnessclub.com, www.theblackbeardnessclub.com. You can also decide to join our club, a club of brothers and sisters who's, who's Getting serious, who's taking it serious, saying, hey, we're going to win this. We're going to win with money. We're going to be successful. We're going to help you to build your dream and accomplish your goals. We're going to help you, and we can do it what? We can do it together. Well, here's a special I want to tell you about on Black Business Club. Here, if you decide to join, we're going to let your children join the Young Black Business Club for free. Why? Because I care about your kids. I say this, I say this so I'm going to say this right now and say it very clear. They should not have to suffer because of our ignorance. Let me say that again. Our children should not have to suffer because of our ignorance. You join the Black Billionaires Club, I'm going to teach your kids for free. That's exactly what we're going to do here, because E love the kids. At any rate, uh, this is the New Black Wall Street Book Club, Reading Rainbow 2.0. We're going to be continuing along in our journey into uh, the Think and Grow Rich, a black choice. That's right, Think and Grow Rich, a black choice. Everybody put in the council, it's a choice. It's a choice. And this is what the kids began to understand today when I started talking to them. I said, listen, it's a choice. What's the difference? You can't talk about where you started. But you can do something about where you finish. Yeah, yeah, you may not have something to do about where you started, but you can do something about where you finish. It's a choice. It's a choice. Think and Grow Rich, a black choice by Mr. Dennis Kimbrough. Now, this book here is an $8 book. $8. And you know, 95% of the people that hear me say, hey, go get this book, read this book, change your life. They won't do it. Why? We don't know. They just won't. $8 won't make the choice to go get the book. I don't like to read. That's not my thing. I learn differently. Listen, the wealthy people, the successful people, tell us what to do if we want to have the success that they have. We can choose to do it. We can choose not to do it. It's your choice. Free will. Your choice. $8. Easy to do. What my mentor told me, he taught me, he said, well, son, what's easy to do is also easy not to do. 95% of people choose not to do. And they get the not to do type of results. Just that simple. Think of a black choice by Mr. Dennis Kimbrough. Uh, black Enterprise says, hey, this book should be required reading for all African-Americans truly committed to the pursuit of happiness and fulfillment. Are you committed? Are you committed? Now, I don't really have to ask you that. All I got to do is look at your life. And I can tell by looking at your life whether you're committed. I can tell by your habits if you're committed to the good life. Right? What books do you read? Who do you hang around? What music do you listen to? 
I can tell by your habits. You can tell me all day, but I just watch and I can see, okay, this is where you're going. Let me ask you this right now. It's a choice. If you were to actually analyze your habits right now, where would you be based upon your current habits in five years? Are your habits getting you to where you want to be? You say you want to be. Or are you saying you want to go somewhere, but your habits will take you a whole different place? It's a choice. Think and grow rich. A black choice. Now we're going to be picking up in here in chapter 10 where we're talking about money talks, so a message on money. A message on money. Think of that. A chapter about the message on money. We're here to serve others. Everybody could put God's on serve. We are here to serve others. We are here to serve others. Let's get it. The greatest idea in the world is the opportunity to be out of serve to be of service to others. There's an entire world crying for help, crying for ideas, crying for endless products and services. The extent of our opportunity of your opportunity to be of service is often to the extent of your imagination, coupled with knowledge. And the best place to begin is where you stand. The best place to start is where you are. Everybody put guys on start where I am. The best place to start is where you are. So I do nothing special, just start where you are. There's so much to be said of the old cliche, service with a smile. If your attitude is positive and you go the extra mile, giving added service over and above that which is required, then you are well on your way to rich and worthwhile relationships. The habit of giving more and better service brings rewards in many forms, both in the heart and in the pocketbook. Bread cast upon the water will return. Bread cast upon the water will return. Everybody put it down so it will return. Now, this is a scripture in the Bible. Bread cast upon waters will return. So are you expecting to return? You should be. You should be. What You will reap what you sow. Here's the question. What are you sowing? Now, what are you reaping? Because you know what you're getting. My question is, what are you sowing? Bread cast upon the waters will return to sustain the strength of the man who is rendering more service and better service, more service and better service, more and better than he is paid or expected to do. Lee Dunham has served all his life. He's a young boy reared in Annapolis, North Carolina, the son of sharecroppers. Lee balanced his time between chopping cotton and raising hogs. After school, he hustled, shining shoes at his own shoe stand, selling newspapers and delivering groceries. My parents pointed out the value of work, Dunham said. I was taught in the early age that everyone has the ability to serve. Everyone, even you, has the ability to serve. Yeah, you do. You have the ability to serve. I could be successful. No, I said, yeah. And by serving others, I could be successful. Now, two concepts I shared with the kids today. We want to talk to him about money. So you want to be rich? and say, yeah, I want to be rich. Say, cool. I'm going to tell you two simple things. I said, two simple things? Yeah, no, it got to be more complex. No, it isn't. I said, number one, solve more problems. Number two, guess what I said? Serve more people. And I don't know. The book's saying the same thing. Serve more people. So everyone has the ability to serve. Now, just because you have the ability doesn't mean that you'll do it. Most people won't. That's why most people are broke. 
They want people to serve them, but they're not willing to serve others. Bro, messed up, got it wrong. In 1951, Dunham joined the Air Force and was immediately sent to its food service school. There he sharpened skills that he could he would use in later years. Dunham became such a proficient cook that he was soon transferred from the enlisted men's mess to the officer's dining hall. He left the military after a four-year commitment and worked in a number of restaurants, among them the dining room of the Plus Waldorf Astoria Hotel in New York. Two years later, he decided to serve in a different capacity and join the city's police force. Dunham was a policeman for 15 years before a chronic back ailment forced him into early retirement. Regardless of the beat of, of the beat or the assignment, he thoroughly enjoyed his work. But I had to do it all over again, he says. With sincerity, I would still be a cop. There was something about public service that attracted me. Working on the force was the greatest thing in my life. But Dunham knew the food business equally as well and had similar feelings deep inside a dream gnawed away. He hoped to open a family restaurant in the heart of New York, catering to a select clientele in pursuit of his dream uh-oh in pursuit of his dream this brother had a dream and it was time to pursue his dream now notice this it didn't say in pursuit of money as you guys are starting to learn you don't need to pursue money he was in pursuit of his dream how many guys are in pursuit of your dream you're in pursuit of your passion you're in pursuit of your purpose and the money will come I'm telling you, you're pursuing money. You got it wrong. You're messing up. Pursuing his dream. Now, just think about it for a second. If you were in hot pursuit, act like you are a cop, and the dream is the robber or the thief, and you are going to go get that robber or thief, he's not going to get away. You're faster than him, smarter than him. You can catch him. Here's what your dream is saying to you right now. You know what your dream is saying to you right now? Your dream, the thing that you want to do, the things that you want to accomplish, you know what it's saying to you right now? It's saying, catch me if you can. Everybody put it in the comments below. Your dream is saying to you right now, catch me if you can. You gonna let your dream talk to you like that? I don't think that's good. You gonna let your dream talk to you like that? Catch me if you can. How you guys saying this song? I'm gonna catch you. It's on. You're you going to talk to me like that? You're going to mock me like that? My dream? It's on. I'm going to catch you. But watch out. I'm coming. Catch me if you can. In pursuit of his dream, Dunham had expected financial help from a number of sources. How many of you guys been in that situation? You expect your friends, family, all of them to help? From a number of sources created to support minority enterprise, but he and these agencies haggled over the specifics and several deals fell through. Left with no other immediate sources of financing, Dunham turned to franchising instead. In 1971, he queried a few companies, among them Kentucky Fried Chicken, Holiday Inn, Chicken Delight, McDonald's about business opportunities. McDonald's was the first to write back, inviting him to an interview at his Boston office. The chain hold, told him he would need nearly $200,000 to purchase an outlet and proposed a location in inner city New York, the first of its type, understandably, Dunham was hesitant. Through his, though he was anxious to get started, McDonald's had absolutely no experience marketing hamburgers in the black community. The last thing he wanted was to be a guinea pig. After many sleepless nights, Dunham blasted forward, investing his life savings, 35,000, and borrowing the balance from a bank. Now notice, this brother had 35,000 saved up. Now, 
I don't know how much that is now, but he actually had some savings. After all those years of work. Think about that for a second. You've been working a long time. Got any savings? I, I recommend it. So he had some money saved up. He used it. He said, I'm going to use what I got to get what I want. Pursue my dream. It's time. Everybody put guys on. It's time. It's time. See why I'm saying it's important that we read. Start reading some of these stories. People, chime with us. They're, with, they're wisdom. We don't have to go through stuff if we don't want to, but hey, do you want to read about them? They tell you what to do. So I love, after many sleepless nights, Dunham blasted forward, investing his life savings, 35000 borrowing the balance from a bank. He became one of the only handful of black owner-operated nationwide, the only operator with an outlet in the inner city. The odds against him and his success was frightening. His family and friends questioned his judgment, and even he had moments of doubt. But in his mind, he had a plan, and that would a plan that would eventually ensure his success. In his mind, he had a plan. Know something else I shared with the children today? Well, one of the main reasons why the masses are broke is because the masses simply never plan to get rich. Think about that. Chew on that for a second. One of the main reasons why they're broke is because they never plan to get rich. How many guys know it's the difference between talking about something and planning? They're talking about it and planning to do it, putting together some strategies and some ways in which you're going to get there. There's no doing, there's a difference between wishing, wanting, and doing. How many guys are stuck in a, in a talking phase? How many guys are stuck in the wishing phase? How many guys are stuck in a hoping phase? The, uh, the, 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 I mean, the dreaming phase? And then every time an opportunity comes across your path, every time you got an opportunity to make some more money, every time there's something that comes across your path, you bow out. Now, I believe that this is good Lord saying, hey, you told me you wanted to get rich. And when you told me that, I said, okay, yes, and amen. And then I brought things across your path to help you to get rich, and you denied them. You said, no, that's not for me. Now, you said you wanted to get rich. You told all your friends. You you post all stuff on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. You tell everybody, I want to be rich. And then when I send you opportunity, you deny it. Please help me on this. I don't understand. What I got to do to help you? I mean, that, I thought that's what you wanted. Huh? You said you wanted to be rich. You said you wanted to be successful. You said you wanted this in your life. And then every time I send something across your path, every time I put you in position to win, you deny it. Why? Why won't you accept the good? Why won't you accept the goodness of the Lord? Why? Oh, it's going to get a little tough today. Let's keep going. <laughs> Lee teaches others what he already knew. When Lee Dunham opened his McDonald's franchise in March of 1972 on Harlem's main thoroughfare, the soft smile on his face slowly faded. The fast deteriorating neighborhood was rampant with crime. His first three months in business resembled a chronicle war as he faced violent confrontations almost every day. Fights were far too frequent. Guns were fired on occasion, and the mere presence of jacketed game members drove customers away. The safe in Gunner's corner office 
drove uh, office was routinely blown open. Furthermore, he lost whatever profits he made as employees stole food and other supplies, as well as money from the registers. Normally, field agents from the McDonald's home office would visit new franchisees to help with management problems. But in Dunham's case, representatives were too apprehensive to go into the inner city. Dunham would have to solve his problems himself. Uh-oh. How many guys might be in this position, just like Dick Dunham? That you need to solve your problems yourself. Uh, you looked around and you're, you're hoping someone's going to come help. And it's your situation. You're, you're waiting for someone to step up and help. And you realize it's just me. I, I, I guess I got to solve my problems myself. Everybody put it on to solve the problem. Uh, it might be time for you to solve your own problem. He also knew he had to make his intentions of succeeding on Harlem's 125th Street crystal clear to the area's thugs and the stick-up men. Nearing the end of his rope, he had to develop what? A plan. And he had to do it fast. Think about this. He's in the inner city, guns, crime, gangs, stealing, theft. I mean, it's, it's terrible. I mean, this sounds like, I mean, I don't know. I probably went crazy. They said, I'm not giving up. This is my city. Man, I'm gonna solve this problem. And first, I gotta make, I gotta develop a plan, and then I gotta let everybody know that I mean business. Everybody put it down so I mean business. You gotta let everybody know you mean business. Come up here, act like a fool you want to. I mean business. I'll make it crystal clear. Don't play with me. <laughs> right. So he made critical to the air thugs and stick up man. Nearly into his rope, he had to develop a plan and fast. My experience as a cop was just as important to my success in all, as the training I received in the home office. Without it, the criminal element would have run me out in one week, refusing to back down. Dunham made significant change. He viewed the shambles of the neighborhood and the wrecked human lives. He saw the need for someone to inspire and offer positive solutions. He saw the need to serve. He saw the need to serve. Now, what would you have done in this situation? Crime all around you, gangs, stealing, robbery, taking all your money. You can't trust the employees. You can't trust the people outside. How many guys would have quit? Like, I forget this. I got to go. I got to go to the other side of town. But that's not what Mr. Mr. Dunham did. Mr. Dunham said, I'm going to solve this problem. This is my hood. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. You know what he said? Basically, what he said is what he did the same thing that Hurricane said. He said, "Hate got me here, but love is gonna bust me out." You know, I'm gonna fix this with love. A whole lot of hate going on around here. What the world needs now is love. That's what I think what he said. Something like that. I don't know. I wasn't there. I think that's what he said. <laughs> Refusing to back down, Dunham made a significant uh, change. He said I, he saw the need to serve. Dunham spoke openly and honestly with gang leaders. Uh-oh, that's pretty scary. Helping them find more useful ways to challenge their energy. He sponsored athletic teams and awarded scholarships and employed gang members, teaching them the principles of discipline, responsibility, and the value of service. 
He began spot checks on all cashiers and fired anyone caught stealing. He improved working conditions and gave time off to full-time employees. Dunham told anyone who would listen in a no-nonsense term that his store offered a way out of, out of a life of confinement, offered hope and opportunity, and that he would do anything to keep it, even if that meant meeting force with force. He said, I mean business. Play with me if you want to. <laughs> but most importantly, after thorough and careful review, he would develop faster and more efficient methods to serve the customer. Dunham examined the time and time the entire ordering process, searching for flaws. He surveyed customers and asked for their input. He stressed the basics, quality, service, cleanliness, value, and required each employee to give his or her personal best and to go the extra mile to satisfy every customer need. The tactics worked. What does that feel like when your plan works? Oh, it worked. Wow. <laughs> I expected it to work, but man, it really surprised me that it worked. By the end of the first year, his investment began to pay off as profits soared. This McDonald's franchise with the questionable location began attracting 3,500 people each week and then 5,000 on the weekends. Because of his phenomenal success, McDonald's offered Dunham a second store, which he opened a year later. Word quickly spread as Lee Dunham and his employees began to collect company awards and honors. The Harlem operation became McDonald's most profitable franchise worldwide, earning more than $1.5 million a year. Company officials flocked to the New York unit to uncover Dunham's winning secret. So he turned it around with a plan and execution. Mr. Lee Dunham. Now, they came to find out about his secret. So what is his secret? Well, let's find out. This is the New Black Wall Street Book Club where black folk do read. You put in a book. We absolutely will find it. What is his secret? A modest man, Dunham attributes much of his success to his employees and to the one key principle that he learned as a child. Every Tuesday evening at his company's New York headquarters and at his own expense, he unveils the secret in a management development course that he teaches to employees. Kill them with service. He says with simplicity, all of us can serve. We can give faster service, cheaper service, and go the extra mile. Serving others is the, is the reason for our business, not an intrusion on our business. Dunham pauses and further explains the secret that put him over the top. The underpinnings of prosperity have been studied and analyzed. Unequivocal growth and profits are a byproduct of service. Everyone must be his own salesman of personal services. You must give your very best and commit yourself to excellence. You must give customers more than they expect. There is something infinitely better than making a living. And that's making a contribution. There's something infinitely better than making a living. And that's making a contribution. Dunham is adamant about making a contribution and serving his community. When asked to define success, he advises, you just can't take, you just can't take, you must give something back. I'm not in business just to make money. The greatest service that I can render is to motivate our youth. Now, Mr. Dunham sounds like me. My greatest motivation is to help the next generation. Now, Mr. Dunham, I salute you. My first time hearing about you. But I can appreciate that. I mean, I think we need more Mr. Dunham's in our hood. My hood. Can, Mr. Dunham, can you come to my hood and do the same thing? <laughs> Please. I know you want me to do it, but can you come do it? 
I'll help. <laughs> wow. Through his success philosophy, Dunham has seen young men and women change the course of their lives for the better. Today, Lee Dunham is the owner-operator of eight McDonald's franchises that employ 520 workers, mostly black teens, and generates more than $14 million a year. Read and reread the above story. Give your best. Work at making your service better. And give more than expected with the right attitude. Let's read that again for the people in the back. Give your best. How many guys can, actually, can unequivocally say without a shadow of a doubt that when it comes to your dreams, your goals, your aspirations, that you're giving it your best? I mean, really can say that. Be honest. You can say, you know what? I am giving it my best. I mean, I, I don't even know if there's more I can give. Are you really giving it your best? Great question to ask, by the way. Because it's something you say you want. Well, if you want it, how bad do you want? Are you willing to give it your best? Work at making your service better. If you get better, everything gets better. You get better. And give more than expected. Now, many people choose to give less than expected. Give more than expected with the right mental attitude. Do what you do so well that you'll always guarantee you're receiving a larger share of any available business. Human beings have wants and needs, and it, it is by meeting those wants and needs that we serve others. Albert Einstein embodied the idealism of service when he, he was asked, why are we here? To which he replied, we are here to serve others. Lee Dunham is correct. We all have the ability. So although we have the ability, does not mean that we'll use it. Here's what I learned. Yeah, we all got the ability to do it. We all got the ability to make more money. We all have the ability to uh, build our dreams and accomplish our goals. We all have the ability, not about ability. No. Nope. At least you know that you could do it. You can do it if you wanted to do it. I think it's more about desire. How bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? You got the ability. Can't use that excuse. How bad do you want it? We all have the ability to serve, and if we don't serve, we don't reap a harvest. The extent of our sowing will determine the size of our harvest. The extent of our sowing will determine the size of our harvest. Our action and reaction. Millions have misunderstood this principle, thereby forcing themselves into a quandary. You've heard people say, so-and-so worked hard every day of his life and has nothing to show for. If this is true, this person has made some serious mistakes. Uh-oh, messed up. In reality, he should be quite well to do by now. He was either in the wrong field or failed to seize the opportunities around him. We see millions who are serving or who are starving in Africa and the world responds by sending money and donations. The drought, the closed, inefficient governments, the lack of freedom and education all contribute to the inability of these people to serve. Because they're unable to serve, they receive nothing in return. Lee Dunham receives hundreds of letters each week from people asking for a portion of his wealth. Yet few of these poor, ignorant souls understand that Dunham's real wealth is not measured by the dollars in his bank account or by the franchises that he owns, but by the reputation and satisfaction he has gained through rendering the best possible 
service. Let's read that again. Lee Donna receives hundreds of letters each week. Can you imagine this for a second? Think about this for a second. When you get rich, it's gonna happen to you. They're gonna they're not gonna look at all the stuff that you had to go through and that you did and how many people you served to get rich. They're gonna see that you got money in the bank. They're gonna send you letters. Say, hey, help me out. Can you send me some donate give? Sends hundreds of letters each week from people asking for a portion of his wealth that he worked hard for, that he went from, you know, gangs and all that stuff, planning and all that stuff. Yet few of these poor, ignorant souls understand that Dunham's real wealth is not measured by the dollars in his bank account or by the franchises that he owns, but by the reputation and satisfaction he has gained through the rendering of the best possible. Service. Here's my question to you, billionaires. What does your reputation say about you? Great question to ask, by the way. See, my reputation precedes me. Before I even walk into the room, my reputation speaks. Yours does too. What does your reputation say about you? What are other people saying about you right now? Man, don't no, don't no, don't call him. I, that ain't that ain't a good choice. I mean, he, you know, he ain't uh, now you might want to pick somebody else. I know, I know it's a thousand, it's a million dollar, it's a million dollar deal, but that ain't the right one for you. That his reputation, his his attitude, not, you don't want to deal with that. He think he know it all. What does your reputation say about you? Oh, he just got a stinking attitude. I mean, always cussing. Don't nobody want, don't want to deal with that. No, don't call them. Don't give them the deal. What does your reputation say about you? They're timid. They never make a decision. I mean, they, I mean, you'll sit there and talk to them, and then you'll be sitting there, and they just say, you know what, matter of fact, they just talk too much. Talk, 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 talk. We're trying to get stuff done. You can't call them. They'll talk your head off. You'll still be wondering, what do we do? No, we can't call it. We need to call some producers. What do your reputation say about you? Mr. Lee Dunham has built a reputation. And because his reputation speaks very highly of him, it brings him more and more and more and more and more and more opportunity. Now do you understand why I continue to preach this? Money is not something that you pursue. Money is something that you attract by becoming an attractive person. What does your reputation say about you? This is a new Black Wall Street book club where black folk do read. You put in a book, we absolutely will find it. In the comments below, I'd like for you to share with us something that you learned today, your takeaway. Don't do this just to do this. We do this to make a difference. Hopefully, we've made a difference in your life today. Basically, I'm asking this question. Was this worth your time and why? Who knew you could use the internet to empower, to help educate your own people in this way? Most people are not using it this way. We are. To make a difference. Was this worth your time and why? Now, I know I talk fast and you type, so I'll give you time to do that. But I do want to invite you to the Black Billionaires Club. Simply go to www.theblackbillionairesclub.com www.theblackbeingnessclub.com and join the club today. If you as an individual, as you as an adult, decide to join, we're going to give your children free access to the Young Black Business Club.
Well, I get to do what I do best, teach them about money. They should not have to suffer because of our ignorance. Make a $10 decision, a $0.33 a day decision. Make a $20 decision, a $0.66 a day decision. Not only to change you, but to change your whole family. Their whole, your whole family fortune forever. Somebody presented me with that opportunity, I take it. You mean you're going to teach me about money? Yes, we are. Hey, you mean you're going to help me become a better version of myself? Yes, we are. You mean you're going to help me start this business I've been talking about for the past five years? Yes, we are. You mean you tell me you're going to give me the opportunity to make more money and I, and I have another stream of income? Yes, we are. You mean you tell me you're going, to, you're going to teach me about the stock market and real estate and how we can make our money work for us and, and then we put that thing and the thing come back and return. We cast our bread upon the waters and it returns. Yes, we are. But I'm not going to join. Well, no, we're not. <laughs> right? That's how it works. Make a decision to join the Black Billionaires Club today. Today, not tomorrow. That's what poor people do. I'm gonna wait. Okay, keep waiting. See, here's what happens. What happens is you keep waiting. And the next thing you know, the price went up. Well, what happened? I was gonna do it. I was really gonna do it. Yeah. How many times that happened in your life? I was gonna do it, and then I was gonna do it, and then when I went back, it was more expensive. I missed the boat. This is what happens with black people all the time. By the way, they end up finding themselves in the back of the bus instead of driving the bus. I'm telling you, become a driver. In other words, take control of your life now. I'm ERGJ, certified financial educator. Ms. Huntsley said, hey, my reputation doesn't give some idea who I am or what I represent that I need to create a checklist and work on. Absolutely. At Visvery, said, always work for I learned that it's better to serve in order to receive and that the youth deserve the better version of ourselves. Mr. Kevin Roberts, she says, it's always worth the time. I've taken, I've always learned a wealth of knowledge. Thank you for your feedback. Thank you for your like. Thank you for your share. Thank you for caring enough about other people that you hit the share button, invite button, something like that. We're doing something different. And I want you to continue to be a part of it. Right? Because we can change our community together. Well, guys, I want you to remember this. That it takes a village. It starts with us. You and I, in the mirror, starts with us. We change and we change everything else. Let's build, people. Let's build these bank accounts. Let's build our community. Let's build each other. Let's build together. We all we got, we is all we got. Y'all know I ain't lying. Ain't nobody coming. We're gonna have to solve our own problems. We all we got. But guess what? <laughs> That's enough. Now I pray to God reserve each and every one of you today that you'll think about some of the things we discussed today, a message on money. You'll take it to yourself. You say, you know what? I'm gonna find a way, find a way to be of more and better service to my brother and sister. Till next time, Mr. DJ, hit the music. New, new, new black, new. It's the new black Wall Street book club. With your host, Evan Jefferson. Evan Jefferson. It's time for us to go. Yeah. Now you ain't gotta leave the computer, but we encourage you to get out there and learn and apply all the things you learn at the new black Wall Street. Book club, book club. <laughs> yeah.
Yeah. The new Black Wall Street. The new Black Wall Street.